welcome to another installment this week's episode of tjbq i'm back with your host co-host noah stern yes sir let's get it out here chilling on a friday we've watched some basketball we watched some hockey we're excited about the upcoming trade deadline for some baseball and not to mention the home run derby and the all-star game home run derby all-star game we're at mid-season already man. yes we are mid-season some winners and losers mm-hmm. some predictions we got it all today let's get into it man well all right well contrary to uh our usual starting we're gonna go forwards to back today um starting with the playoffs 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 We've already made the joke, but it's hilarious either way. <laughs> it works. It's it's funny every time, man. I it gotta really love is. I I love. I love <laughs> I, oh my god, I love coach rants. They're so funny. They're fantastic. I mean, they're what make sports sports. Obviously, yeah. press conferences an underrated aspect of sports. Absolutely. Um. So let's press our way into some hockey here. Yeah. Um. Well, I'll be honest, man. This finals was kind of, kind of dry, kind of dull, kind of expected. Um, yeah, yeah. I uh, my prediction was Lightning in six. Uh, it was a pretty boring series, honestly. I think everyone kind of knew the Lightning were gonna blow the Canadians out of the water. Uh, Vasilevsky was unbelievable in these playoffs and there is a reason why he won the con Smythe. um he was spectacular in every sense of the word um but yeah i mean the canadians they just they were a little too young they were just overmatched i'm sorry they fought hard though oh absolutely they fought hard um they played the lightning i think as best as they could have um, I think they just kind of ran out of juice in the finals um, and their Cinderella story came to an end. Yeah. I mean, that brutal goal with three tenths of a second left in a period where the Canadians had been, I mean, oh, I think this was game two where the lightning didn't get a shot off for 15 minutes mm-hmm. score on their next shot and then score again with three tenths of a second left in the period to take it. It was a two. It was a two nothing or two one lead at that point. Yeah, and um, what a goal by Blake! That Hall, was, by the way, oh my god, unbelievable! Um, wow. Best goal of the finals for sure. I probably yes, yeah. I have to say, up there for goal of the playoffs. That yeah, it was truly um, incredible. One hand going down three tenths of a second, and he fires it into the top corner. Yeah, um, which. Yeah, if you uh, if you didn't watch the series, watch that goal, and that pretty much tells you all you need to know about the NHL Finals. Yeah, um, the Lightning are gonna have to offload some dudes, so yeah, slight possibility for for no three peat. But I'm uh, not counting out a dynasty here. I think the Lightning, although they will have to shed some salary, um, they are still gonna keep their core. Um, it looks like Tyler Johnson will be the odd man out. Um, 
there have been some rumors of the Lightning potentially trading their longtime captain and star, Steven Stamkos. I don't think that will happen at all. I think that's kind of ridiculous. Um, but it looks like Tyler Johnson, with that big contract he has, is going to be the odd man out and the guy on the move. Whether they allow him to be exposed in the expansion draft to the Kraken or they trade him for a pick or two, um, it looks like Tyler Johnson is going to be on his way out. Well, that's unfortunate. I mean, Vasilevsky, Kucherov, Braden Point um, are still on that team. Plus uh, Victor Hedman. Victor <laughs> Hedman. Stamkos. We could go on. Oh. We could go on. I mean, we could just name the Tampa Bay Lightning and, yeah. and pull out a list of ridiculous players. Yeah. Um, Canadians, you think they'll be back next year? Um, it's hard to know. Uh, they definitely have a young core that's really exciting. At the same time, though, they do have some older players on their roster. And the older players were on their fourth line in Corey Perry um, and Eric Stahl. But they, yeah. were, they were pretty big contributors to them, not necessarily on the score sheet, um, but in their veteran presence, um, in their physicality. Um, so, you know... They might, the Habs will definitely try to replace uh, old, you know, the vets on the team with other vets, maybe younger, faster, maybe a little more scoring touch. Uh, but I, I definitely see the Canadians making it back to the playoffs. Um, they re-upped their head coach who had the interim tag. Um, so I see them making it back to the playoffs. I don't know if they'll be able to make it back to the cup finals next year. Uh, especially considering how good the Western Conference is. But, you know, it, in the East, though. we'll have to see what happens during the offseason. They are in the East, just so you know. You're up. right. They are in the East. I forgot. I just – they were, like, sort of in the Western Conference this year, so that's what got me to, like, thinking they have to play Vegas yeah. and, and Colorado. Makes sense. But, okay, you're right. They are in the Eastern Conference. That's my bad. Um They'll be back next year. Um, well, you know what? Uh, I think that's about all we can really talk about for the NHL right now. Um, it's not much you know, going on. It's going to be a great offseason, but we'll talk. Well, next week we're going to have uh, a guest on the talk some Kraken mm. um, around the time of the expansion draft. So yeah. it'll be exciting. But let's move on to the NBA finals. Let's do it. Um, we don't want to go too deep into this because we have a lot of baseball to get to today. Um, but I think that the best part about this finals is that we get to see seven games. Well, not necessarily seven, Eight. at least six, at least six. Um, screw all the assholes saying sons in four. <laughs> you can go to hell. I don't like you. You're wrong. Um, and Giannis may be trying to stake his claim for the best player on the planet. Yeah. I, uh, you of all people, I'm very surprised to hear that from because you have been very skeptical of Giannis in the past. Um, and we have had countless discussions about whether he is a top five player in the NBA or not. Uh, I'm glad that you are finally starting to see why he is a top five player in the NBA. What? Before we continue, did, what did I say? 
that Giannis has to do to become top five. He has playoff to win success. a championship. Did I, did I not say playoff success? Did I, I not know. say that he chokes in the playoffs every year? What has he not done this year? What has he done opposite of other years? He has played very, very well in the playoffs. Yeah. I cannot hate on him anymore. The man has lived up to his claim of not just being a regular season player. Yeah. And I was uh, proved wrong. Very good coaching by Mike Budenholzer, by the way, because he's just letting Giannis be Giannis for the first yeah. three quarters. And then he just lets Chris Middleton take over in the fourth. Chris Middleton is their closer. And that's exactly how it should be because Giannis that's, should not be a closer. No, that's, that was what the bucks have been talking about all season has been their game plan was Giannis dominates the first three. Chris creates his own shot in the fourth. Yeah. And in games in game three, you kind of started to see it. Chris had a pretty solid game, but you really saw it in game four. Yeah, definitely. Um, Giannis made a couple of great defensive plays down the stretch. Um, including that nuts block on uh it was DeAndre Ayton. I don't I don't um, know what was better, that block or Ayton's dunk with 0.3 seconds left. <laughs> it's tough. It's those are That's both a tough call. Yeah. We'll have that debate after the finals. Yeah. Or um, even even Giannis's chase down block. Dude, Giannis has had some <laughs> or uh or KD's Buzzer beat like buzzer beater to tie with 0.6 in a game seven. There have been so many we're, unbelievable we're, plays in these playoffs. We're getting off tangent. That that can be a, a segment for another episode for sure. Um, but from a son's perspective, what do you do? How do you stop Giannis? Um, and how do you stop the you know? I'm going to go get my own shot off a of pick and roll in the fourth because those are the two hardest things to stop in the NBA right now. Yeah. So when I look at the Suns right now, what I am seeing is that the bucks are doing a fantastic job at controlling Chris Paul. Um, CP three has had a lot of uncharacteristic turnovers um, in these two finals losses and I think that's a big reason as to why the Suns let the Bucks back into the series. Um, Chris Paul is not an obviously not an X factor, but he needs to clean up the turnovers. He needs to clean up the mistakes, and he needs to be more of an asset on offense. He needs to be taking shots when they're there for him, and he needs to be making them. He's been list- missing some open shots. Um, and I mean, Devin Booker has been carrying the load for the most part. Uh, D8, yeah. DeAndre Ayton is still doing his thing. And the, um, you know, role players are also still doing their thing. The big thing is Chris Paul right now. He yeah. Needs, he needs to clean up his shit. I think in general, the Suns were pretty sloppy in game four. Mm-hmm. Um. A lot of really like uh, a couple of times where the, you know a guy stepped on the baseline or a misplaced pass, yeah. just things that you don't want to see from your team in an NBA Finals. Yeah, um, I get it; they're on the road, and you know, uh, coming home for Game Five, I think we may see like a hacky honest kind of strategy. We could, um, because they he's been struggling on 
the road to hit free throws I've noticed. Um, With it's, every single fan in the arena counting to 12 every time. It speeds them up It because because when you count faster, it, it does mentally speed up the clock in your head. Yeah. I mean, Giannis, Giannis admitted, like, I obviously I hear the fans. It's hard to ignore them when every single person is, you know, counting up to 10. And um, obviously having having an effect. Yeah. Yeah. I we again in the game four, they had a lot of it wasn't just that they made mistakes. They were uncharacteristic. Mm. Um, and so I, I think that it it was kind of a mental thing in game four and, you know, uh, game five, Giannis is going to have more trouble shooting free throws. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think they should do the hecky Giannis thing. Um, it's, it's an interesting strategy. Um, and something that Monty Williams definitely has thought about, I'm sure. Um, but at the same time, you know, when you use that strategy, uh, you rack up the fouls. Um, so unless you want to throw a guy like, I don't know, Abdel Nader or whatever to just literally foul out for the entire game. Like, no, yeah, I get that. Yeah. You know, it's it's I, hard to control those fouls. I, I, I do think that, that they should continue the, the trend of, you know, the Michael Jordan rules kind of thing mm-hmm. where, he goes into the paint. I don't want him getting up a shot. Right. I'd rather send him to the line than see him put up a shot in the paint. Right. And that that's absolutely the correct mindset. You, When Giannis is in the paint, you need to foul him and foul him hard. Because if you don't foul him hard, he's going to get an and one. He's that strong. Yep. Yep. Um, also, honestly, if you don't get both of his arms, he's so long, he can just go up. Oh, and yeah. If he... Like Absolutely. if his arm goes, if his arm extends towards the basket, it's going like there. It's just so hard for him to miss from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another strategy that I've thought about, um, and something that's a little unusual, um, is to just let Giannis score. I mean, like not at will. Obviously, still defend him. Like try to not make him score. But what I'm saying is you put one guy on Giannis and you make Giannis beat you rather than the role players. Right. Interesting. So if you, if you just focus on not letting Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, and the other less superstar type guys score, you like you, you let your, sorry, you try to defend them a lot harder so that they don't score and you only let Giannis score. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that would work, but it's definitely something that could increase the Suns' chances of uh, improving their defense in this series. Yeah. Um, the one issue I have with that, I think it isolates Chris Paul a shit ton, dude. What yeah. the fuck is – who the fuck is Chris Paul guarding there? You put him on fucking P.J. Tucker in the corner, I guess. I mean, They're yeah, gonna... honestly, P.J. Tucker scored zero points last game. Like, he's not an offensive threat. You can throw, yeah, but what if they decide to throw Pat Connaughton in there? You uh, can't leave Pat Connaughton on Chris Paul. Yeah, but you, you fucking, can't leave. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. You can't leave fucking Middleton on him. You can't leave Drew on him. You can't leave, sure as fuck, can't leave Brooke Lopez on him. Yeah. 
Like now you have two matchup problems because you don't have a player who's guarding Giannis one on one. What the fuck? Get out of here, man. Yeah, I mean, not gonna work. I mean, no, gotta, I don't. I don't think it would work. But I think that Monty Williams could try and like figure up. Sorry, figure out something along those lines. Whereas to like, like, yes. Giannis can beat me, but nobody else can. Nobody else can beat me other than Giannis. I would track Chris Middleton in the fourth. Yeah. I would I would I would get the ball out of his hands as much as possible in the fourth yeah. quarter. Not let him get started. Yeah. And I think this the on the on the defensive end, I think the the for the Bucks, um the Suns are doing a really good job of getting Booker fantastic looks. Yeah, absolutely. The Suns, every, he they create so many pick miss. They, the the Bucks need to stop switching. <laughs> um, <laughs> every time the Bucks switch, it turns into an absolute disaster. Yeah, they need mm-hmm. to stop switching on 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 Devin Booker. They're gonna get torched for forty. They, um, they switch too much. You're absolutely right. Chris Paul, they can switch on because they do have a lot of guys who do a decent job of guarding him. Giannis is not one of them, by the way. Yeah. Um, that's a mismatch. It is. It absolutely is. Chris Paul has way too good of handles, um, and he can just cross He's Giannis up. Saucing Giannis up every single time. Yeah. Uh, he can also cross up <laughs> Pat Connaughton and Brooke Lopez. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, Drew Holiday is the only one who can really guard Chris Paul, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, so maybe they shouldn't. Maybe they just should not switch. <laughs> no, that's an idea. <laughs> um, speaking of switching or not switching, let's switch to baseball. Good segue. Thank you. Um, <laughs> let's start with. So, okay, wait, wait. Let's start with the All Star game and the home run derby first. Okay, so- and and then so okay, and then after that, let's do biggest disappointments and. Uh, overachieving teams and then we can segue that into trade deadline stuff okay yeah that works so i did you watch the home run derby in the all-star game i i saw the highlights of the all-star game okay Um, so i did not see the home run derby the home run derby and the all-star game this year were maybe the most exciting all-star game festivities festivities in the mlb in a long time a really? long time really the home run derby was electric i believe first off pete alonzo dude i uh, he owns the home run derby he is that his second back-to-back crowns yes it's his back it's his back-to-back um and nobody really even came close to challenging him this year he is built for the home run derby um Obviously, as a Nationals fan, I was really happy to see Juan Soto beat Shohei Otani in the first round. I didn't think that would happen. But uh, yeah, Juan Soto, he has sneaky power that not a lot of casual MLB fans will know about. He He does have a lot of power. I'm sure you always will remember that fucking bomb in the... In the World, World Series, Series. off Justin Verlander, three-one count into the upper deck. Yeah, I remember it. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> the home run derby was incredible. I'm kind of upset that Joey Gallo uh, didn't hit as many home runs as he would have thought. I think that he would have been able to 
get the longest home run because mm. he's Joey Gallo and it's Coors yeah, Field. Um, yeah. I he, love that they did it. Sorry, don't mean to interrupt, but I love that they did it just at Coors Field. The fucking uh, altitude that, that it puts on the home run ball is just yeah. It's It's amazing. That is a little bit of a debate because they did move the All-Star game out of Atlanta, which I actually agreed with, but we don't need to get into that right now. Um, but yeah, the All-Star game as well. Very fun. Very exciting to see Shohei Otani lead off and be the starting pitcher. That was incredible to see. Um, just so much joy in all the guys faces on the field you could tell they were having fun out there um it was it was just a joy to watch the all-star game this year it really was did you see the uh moment before the game where freddie freeman's kid got to meet fernando tatis yeah i saw that that was awesome adorable that was amazing yeah i mean also i mean i saw that dude vlad guerrero had an absolute oh that was a tank that was a tank. that was a home run derby shot. <laughs> that was a home run derby shot. I mean, no, no, it wasn't in the home run oh, derby. I'm right. just saying, like that uh, was a home run derby. Yeah, yeah. Shot. <laughs> I was berserk. Yeah, that was a bomb. It's. I gotta say, I think I harped on baseball a lot last year. Mm-hmm. They have done a really good job lately. Um, they're the way that they have just encouraged the fun and brought out you know some real talented players coming coming up um i mean the guys that are playing now are the next generation of the league absolutely Um, yeah i mean if you you if you saw the stat i'm sorry i cut you off um if you saw the stat though there were i believe either it's either 42 or 46 first time all-stars this year wow yeah that's insane yeah there were a Um, lot of them and i mean you look around the league you still have guys like mike Mike trout and bryce harper who are still very much in their primes yeah um who have been around you know five or five or ten years yeah and then you have guys like fernando tatis coming up shohei otani vlad guerrero Mm -hmm. juan soto juan soto these really exciting young players yeah. um, who are just bringing this energy and joy to a sport that's been dead for about five or six years. They're really, really good for the game. And I'm very excited to see where baseball is headed um, with this new generation of superstars. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. The so, one, I will say the one guy in the MLB who is still stuck in 1987 is Tony Larusa? I I still cannot understand why he is a major league manager right now. I I don't get it. Like, I get it in the fact that he has he's won World Series before. He is leading the White Sox to a really really good record with a lot of injuries. But he's God. He's all about the unwritten rules of baseball. He's all about the, yeah. no, we're not here to have fun. We're here to win. Like, no, man, shut the fuck up, Tony La Russa. Let your man Mercedes hit a 3-0 count up 12. That's yeah. fun. That is yeah. fun to Come do. On now. 
Come on now. <laughs> it's you like honestly, little league is for the 10 run. You don't want little kids getting embarrassed. Yeah. If you've been playing baseball for 15 years, which if you're in the majors, odds are you've probably been playing since you were seven or eight. A lot um, longer than 15 years, yeah. <laughs> like, but even so, these guys can fucking deal with losing by 15. I know for a game, like, just fucking move on, man. I let really, people enjoy themselves. I used to like Tony Larusa, but I just I can't stand him now. It's frustrating. Anyway, we we kind of got off track. There. We did get off track. Let's talk. Um, overachievers and underachievers give me three teams that you think are let's not let's not do three let's do two two overachievers two underachievers okay um so you, you can go first if you want i would i'll give one first okay um this pains me to say because i think that this manager is an absolute buffoon I mean, but I know where you're going with this. The San Fran, like, I mean, I, I can't not say it. We've talked, we've talked about them briefly before, but the San Francisco Giants are still in first place in the best division in baseball. Yeah. Um, not just in first place, but they currently have the best record in the MLB. Uh, look, you got Kevin Gossman still lighting it up. Um, Gabe Kapler has has found his team. I I really don't understand how he's done it. Um, I mean, the Giants are just across the board. You got Buster Posey, Brandon Crawford, and Brandon Belt, and Evan Longoria as your, you know, ageless infield. Um, I get Kevin Gossman pitching an unbelievable rate right now second in ERA only to fucking record-breaking DeGrom. Yeah. Um, they just I, – I really don't understand why they're this good. I'll be honest. Um, they – they're I, – I said this last time, but I, I just – their roster literally is making me think it's a 2012 team. Um, and they – are just that they're the I, I can't get over the fact that they're the best team in baseball and that Gabe Kapler is their manager. That's it's kind of pushing my brain up a wall. Yeah, Gabe, just that dude is such a buffoon. He was such a buffoon when he was here, yeah, um, in Philly. And just some of the things he says are just so ridiculous. I'm sorry, this is <sighs> he got me all riled up. So, uh, who's your other overachiever besides the Giants? Um, you know, it's kind of tough, but I would have to go with the Mets, considering considering what they're going through. Mm-hmm. I would have to go with the Mets. Yeah. Um. I just, I mean, four of their guys in their starting lineup have been injured for a majority of the season. Yeah. Um. Literally, they haven't seen Syndergaard or Carlos Carrasco all year. Those guys are on their staff, by the way. They yeah. they, they don't just have Jacob deGrom. They have uh, also Noah Syndergaard still and, and Carlos Carrasco coming back at some point this season. Yeah. And 
despite all that, <laughs> they're three games up in, in first in the East. Yeah. Um, absolute miracle. I Is Pete Alonso healthy? Yeah, he's healthy. So, okay. So they've got Pete Alonso at least. Um, <laughs> Francisco Lindor. Francisco Lindor is, is, is still, you know, doing his thing. Um, but man, it's, <laughs> I'm not sure is, do you think it's, it's there that good or the NL East is that bad or both? I think that it's a little bit of both. I think the NL East is complete trash, which is really ironic because two years ago we were saying it was the best division in baseball. Um, but the, I, we can just segue into my segment, I guess here. Um, I completely agree with you. I definitely say that the giants and Mets are probably the two biggest overachievers. I'll give two more teams, but I'll just, I'll stick with the Mets for a little bit. Um, the Mets, they have been extremely injured this season, extremely injured this season. Um, and they've had to deal with all of that. Plus Francisco Lindor, not living up to the hype. He has been, a vast underachiever this year on the offensive side of the baseball. He's still a wizard with the glove, but his offensive numbers are just not where they should be. Um, But they, I mean, they have guys just kind of filling in the gaps. Like, I mean, Dom Smith, he broke out last year. He hasn't been great this year, but he's still a valuable piece. Kevin Pillar is playing well. Uh, James McCann hasn't been great, but again, he just kind of shows up when he needs to. Uh, Conforto has been terrible, but uh, actually Conforto has just been terrible. <laughs> um, but they, they just have a lot of different guys uh, who are stepping up big time. But the real reason why they are winning so much is because of their pitching. Jacob deGrom obviously is having a ridiculous year. Taiwan Walker was an all-star this year, which nobody saw coming. He has been easily their number two pitcher in outstanding. And then they still have Marcus Stroman too, who is their number three. That's a really good three-headed monster. Yeah. Um, Plus their bullpen has been a little better this year. Edwin Diaz hasn't been Ed Luz Diaz. Um, Trevor May was a really good pickup. He's having a pretty good year. They just, they have a lot of really good pitchers. And with the bats, they're just kind of picking up the slack when they need to. And that's, that's why they're in first place. Um, so onto my two overachievers, I mentioned this team, I think it was, it was either last podcast or before that, uh, but the Boston Red Sox, um, I predicted the Red Sox to finish fourth in the division this year. I didn't think they were going to be good at all, but I mean, their offense has turned around this season, big time. Um, the guys who are hitting are just, they're so good. I mean, JD Martinez is having a bounce back season. Rafa Devers continues to be an underrated superstar along with Xander Bogarts, Alex Verdugo, Hunter Renfro is having a resurgent season too. I mean, their hitting has been phenomenal and their pitching, although it hasn't been great. I mean, they're, Best qualified starter with an ERA is Nathan Nivaldi with a 3.66. So not great, but these guys, they're getting the job done and just letting their offense carry the load. Now they definitely need pitching. 
they need pitching to continue this. And I think they're going to do a lot of trades at the deadline to really ensure that their rotation is locked down. But Red Sox, very surprising team so far this season. And my other team, uh, they're not really in the playoff hunt, but the Seattle Mariners, um, they are okay. They're kind of in the playoff hunt. They're three and a half games out of the wild card spot right now, but they have an above 500 record. They're I think five games over 500 right now. And they're doing that with, I believe still the worst team batting average in the league. Yeah. They are hitting 216 as a team. Wow. That is That's shocking. That's that is horrendous. That's <laughs> is that uh on par for some of the worst batting ever in uh baseball history? I think so. It's it's really bad. I mean, they still hit homers, they've hit 110 homers this year. Their batting average is just atrocious, but I mean like they just they keep finding ways to win um whether it's you know with the power or through pitching and you say kikuchi was an all-star this season he was he represented the mariners um he's gotten a lot better since his first two years which were a complete disaster chris flexen all of a sudden has become a really serviceable starter for them and then they just they have guys like eustace sheffield Logan Gilbert, Paul Seawald, like they have guys who are just locked down and Kendall Graveman has found his pitching ways again out of the bullpen with a 0.95 ERA as their closer. Um, So those are my two biggest surprises this season, the Red Sox and the Mariners. I mean, the Mariners are in a tough division this year. Um, the Astros have made a resurgence back to their winning ways. Uh, the A's, the money ball is still working out. Um, the Astros, not the Astros, I'm sorry, the Angels, um, despite Mike Trout not being there, haven't tanked off too badly thanks to Otani. Yeah. Um, so let's move on. Do you think – or sorry, underachievers first. Um who would you say are, are a couple of teams that have been underachieving this season? So there are a lot of teams that have been underachieving this season. And I, I would say almost half the league, in my opinion, have been underachievers. Um, <laughs> so if I'm only going to pick two, I think the most prevalent, in my opinion, are going to be the Minnesota Twins. And God, there's so many teams to choose from, but I guess the Arizona Diamondbacks are another team. Um, So I'm going to start with the twins. I thought that they were going to be the number one wild card in the AL this year. I thought they were that they've made the playoffs for the past, what, four or five years now. Um, They, I mean, they've just been hampered by injuries i mean byron buxton was having an mvp type season and he's just he's been on the il twice now he just can't seem to stay healthy there was a report out today that the twins are trying to sign him long term uh so we'll see if that happens but yeah i mean the twins like they have a good roster it's well constructed they're just not meshing well together right now uh their pitching has been atrocious 
uh, and their hitting has just been, it's been streaky. Like there's just not a lot to like about the twins this season. I don't know why they still have Mitch Garver on the roster. He's not an MLB catcher. He's not that good. Um, they just, they're just not meshing right now. Um, and then the other team, the Arizona Diamondbacks, they have the worst record in baseball and by far they have the worst record in baseball. Um, they have been terrible. But the thing is, when you look at this roster, they shouldn't be as bad as they are. They really shouldn't. Like they still have big name guys on this roster. Like Cattell Marte, if he wasn't in Arizona, he would be known as one of the best players in the MLB. Uh, David Peralta is still serviceable. Uh, they have his Drupal Cabrera, who's still, you know, he's not what he was, but he's still good. Christian yeah. Walker, Carson Kelly, like they have a pretty solid lineup, which should be scoring more runs. Um, I mean, the problem obviously is their pitching, their bullpen. It, let me be clear. It's not as bad as the Phillies, but their bullpen is so ungodly bad that it just doesn't give their starting pitchers a chance like mad bum merrill kelly and who else is in that rotation i don't even know they haven't been good but it's just their entire pitching staff has just been so 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 bad this year so i'm going with the d-backs and the twins who do you got the twins were definitely on my list too. I mean, with <laughs> with guys like Buxton, they should be in contention for the playoffs. Um, especially again, as as we were saying last year, I know they ended up not. I don't think they even won a game in the playoffs last year. Nope. Um, again, uh, but they looked promising, and you were expecting a step forward from that team. Um, I'm gonna go with. A, te- a couple of teams that I think are pretty big. Mm-hmm. I think one team that's been pretty disappointing is the Chicago Cubs. Um, they've got like, you, you look at their roster, they've got talent. They've got Anthony Rizzo on there. Um, they still have Chris Bryant, Javi Baez. Um, and until very recently, Jock Peterson, like, this is a team that should be contending for the playoffs. Um, and you just look and there's a lot of guys that are just kind of underperforming. Um, I mean, they're, they got a lot of guys that are kind of dependent on the long ball. Javi Baez is extremely dependent on the long ball. He, he's 115 strikeouts this year. That's not I mean, getting it done. That's his um, entire career strikeout or home run he doesn't walk so it's either a strikeout or a home run for him (laughs) and then i mean just pitching wise they're still they they brought back jake arietta which i think was a huge mistake he has not been the same since his cy young seasons um and like outside of kyle Hendricks, there's really not that much there in the starting rotation um but I don't know. I just thought that their hitting would have carried them a little bit more this season, um, especially given their recent success over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I just I just want to point out one thing. Um, 
I'm I'm absolutely with you that the Cubs are a complete disappointment. They should be better than they are. I will say though, they were in first place. Um, I won't. I want to say like two, three weeks ago, and then they went on that what 11, 12 game losing streak, and now they're just they're out of it. I mean, look, I <laughs> I get that 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 you know maybe a couple weeks ago they're in it, but yeah. They still clearly sellers now. <laughs> they they still should have been a more prevalent team than this. Yeah. Um, yeah. My other underachiever, I know they're over 500, um, but I would have expected the New York Yankees to be at the top of the division this year. Um, Garrett Cole from the whole sticky stuff to debacle to then. Um, not looking so great since he has been off of the sticky stuff is a huge issue for them. Um, Cause outside of Garrett Cole, they really don't have a, uh, a great rotation um, in my opinion. Give me one second. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Their rotation is just, it's very top heavy, very, very top heavy. And when um, your top guy isn't performing, it's it's gonna hurt. Um, but like Aaron Judge has been decent. He hasn't really been I don't know, he's got twenty home runs, which is not like a terrible year, but he hasn't been lighting up the league. Uh Giancarlo Stanton and Gary Sanchez have been meh as well. Uh, just a lot of guys who, you know, when when they assembled this roster with with Stanton and Judge, people expected it to be a power ha- ha- happy town. Um, and they're kind of just, you know, they hit the long ball to a decent rate, but it's just not to the magnitude with what we thought it was going to be mm-hmm. um, when they made that trade a few years ago. Yeah. Um, injuries are definitely a part of it, I think, because Judge and Stanton both can't stay healthy for extended periods of time together. Um, but the Yankees have invested a lot into this team. And I get it. They're over 500. They're still in the playoff hunt. But I thought that they were going to be at the top of the division this year. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. The Yankees are a giant disappointment. Um they, I, I almost picked the Yankees to be my second disappointment, but I went with the D-backs just because they're they're so bad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll just I'll go off of you a little bit on the Yankees. Um, I think it's pretty clear that the roster Brian Cashman has put together is not a championship contender. They their window is pretty much closed at this point. Uh, the John Carlos Stanton trade might be one of the worst in MLB history at this point. He has been so atrocious since he came to New York. Um, DJ LeMahieu is just not being DJ LeMahieu this season. Um, so like you said, just like a lot of guys being just underperforming. Um, and yeah, their pitching staff is pretty hurt, but even so, like they still have a role as Chapman and he hasn't been great. Garrett Cole, like you said, recently has not been great. Like over his past seven starts, he has a 415 ERA. 
Um, so yeah, I like they just they should be better than they are. But I truly believe that both Cashman and Aaron Boone need to be fired. Mm. We'll see. That's not a midseason thing. No, so they may just have to tough the year out. No. Um, you think that the they trade either of those guys? Okay, they're going to try to trade Stanton, but nobody's going to take him because his contract is so big unless the Yankees are willing to pay his contract, which isn't going to happen. And there's no way they trade Aaron Judge. He's still a superstar. All right. Well, that brings us to our next talking point. The buyers and sellers. Yeah. Open marketplace, baby. We got... um... So let's talk buyers first who is looking to acquire some dudes so i'm gonna start off in the nl east uh because that's probably the the closest division right now um obviously the mets are going to be looking to gain traction and put a bigger lead on their um division lead right now um not ian rapport uh what's his name Jeff Passan, I believe, came out with a tweet yesterday that said the Phillies, Braves, and Nats are all looking to buy. I'm not sure that I buy that. I think that although the Mets are not that far ahead, those teams, the way they've played this year, they're just not – they don't look like playoff teams. Um, The Nats, I really believe, should sell. Uh, as should the Phillies. The Braves, I'm a little more lenient about. They did just acquire Jock Peterson, which is not Ronald Acuna, but they need someone in that outfield. Um, I think that the Phillies and Nats should should be sellers, but as of right now, they're they are buyers. Um, what do you think? I'll be honest, man. The Nats, I think, have potential. Mm-hmm. I think they just need to add another hitter to that lineup. Um, they like with between with Strasburg, they're looking decent. I guess they, I guess they could use another pitcher, but I don't know, man. I think that that out of the teams that are there, they have just the pedigree to get back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think they should be buying. I think the Phillies. Like they did a good job bringing back JT Realmuto, and uh, their bullpen's just such a disaster, and their hitting's too inconsistent. Um, so I think they kind of need to either get rid of some. Uh, they need to swap some some sort some sort of hitter mm-hmm. for some sort of bullpen guy. Um, I don't know. It's it's. <laughs> It's tough because it's it's one of those divisions that's just so close. Yeah. That like, and the Mets look so within reach. I could see both teams leaning either way here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a really close division, and the trade deadline is in two weeks. So if none of these teams gain traction on the Mets, I believe that they will all become sellers. Um, yeah. I, I would not be surprised if the Braves just flip Jock Peterson at the trade deadline too. Um, so other teams that are kind of on the cusp are, we can move to the NL central here are the Cubs, 
the Cardinals and the Reds. I think that the Reds are going to be buyers. They're only four games out and they seem to just have a better team than the other two teams. Uh, the Cubs have already started their selling. They traded Jock Peterson. Um, they said that they're going to look to lock up Anthony Rizzo and Javi Baez long-term. I do not for the life of me understand why they want to keep Javi Baez. I don't, I honestly don't understand why any team wants Javi Baez. Um, I think he's just like, he's a great locker room guy. Obviously he is a really good defensive shortstop, although his defense has kind of fallen off recently, but you, a guy like that in your lineup, he like, you need to hit him eighth. Like you can't put him anywhere else in that lineup, but eighth, because he's Mm. either going to homer or strike out. Yeah. Any team is going to want Javi Baez. Uh, I think the Cubs are just going to let him go for free. The Cardinals, I think they want to buy, but I think they should sell, um, which is hard to say because Arenado does have that opt-out at the end of the season, which he could take, and is it's looking more likely like he will opt-out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. As of right now, the Brewers, I think, are going to win that division, as I predicted at the beginning of the season. Uh what do you think about those teams? I think the Cardinals have an interesting spot. Um, I don't I'm, – I'm looking at them in the Reds. Um, I think the Cardinals – the Cardinals should sell. Mm-hmm. They've got a couple of aging vets. I know they've got Arenado. Um but as you said, it looks as though he's got the opt-out thing. And at this rate, not looking too likely. is He's probably got some trade value um, for sure if they want to trade him. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they should definitely sell. The Reds, I also think, should buy. Um, they are looking somewhat close to the wild card right now. They could use maybe a pitcher or two um, to improve that rotation a little bit. Um, But I think they got some, they got some guys with some value, I think for sure. Um, So, you know, they've got some, some trade value to play with. Yeah. Um, But I think, yeah, definitely the Cardinals, they could potentially make the playoff push, but I think you got to get the most out of Arenado while you can right now. Um, given that the rest of their roster doesn't look all too great, um, I mean they've still got Adam Wainwright, who's towards the tail end of his career. Um, so I wouldn't really say that they've got too much in terms of pitching. Um, I mean, their their pitchers are really hurt right now. Jack Flaherty is out. Miles Michaelis is out. They just they don't have a lot right now. Yeah. So, I mean, you, I I say you you take a mortgage on this year and hope that your pitching comes back next year and you can start fresh. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, let's move on to the West. Yeah. So, I think. I actually don't think the Giants or Dodgers need to make any moves, and I actually don't think they will. I think they will make very minor moves, if any, like adding maybe a middle reliever or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think the Padres really need to add a top end rotation guy, especially because of the fact that Blake Snell has just been terrible this year. No one expected Mm -hmm. that, but he has just not been good. Um, So they, I think they really need to add a starter. Um, But the other two, I think the other two teams are really going to stand pat and just roll with what they have. What do you think about uh, the Rockies? You think Trevor's story stays in town? Oh, no chance. No chance. I hope the Rockies understand that they need to get more than what they got for Nolan Arenado. Yeah. Their front office, I, I don't know what they were thinking, but they, they need to try to get like as much as humanly possible for Trevor Story. And they should trade Herman Marquez too, but they're not going to. They've been <laughs> they've been saying over the past couple of days that they are not trading Trevor Story. Uh, but we all know that's that's uh that's one of those drive up the price kind of things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A team just says that they're never gonna trade guys. That, you He's know. not staying in Colorado. <laughs> um Diamondbacks have anyone of note to sell <laughs> you tell Marte, uh, but he's on a pretty cheap contract. So I wouldn't be surprised if they held on to him. Uh, but that's, uh, that's a really tough one to call. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, we can move on to the AL now. Um, start in the East. I would expect the Red Sox to add um, a starting pitcher and maybe a bullpen arm. I would expect the the Blue Jays to add maybe a bat and then a bullpen arm. Mm-hmm. I think that the Yankees will be buyers, but I think they need to sell. Yeah, um, that sounds very Yankee-ish to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. The Blue Jays are kind of in a tough position. They need to put some, something around Vlad Guerrero for sure. I mean, they have they have guys in that lineup. I mean, they have Bo Bichette, Teoscar Hernandez, Lourdes Gurriel. Um, like they they have a lot a lot of hitting, um, but they they just need I guess one more like quality bat in that lineup. Yeah. Um, Orioles are obviously sellers here. I mean, I don't think. They don't have There's much any. to sell. The only person they would yeah. sell is Trey Mancini. I would be surprised if they did that, though. Yeah, no, they, they need to keep him around. Um, they've they've got a very thin roster at the moment. Yeah. Pretty surprising what they did last year still. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, AL Central. Some interesting ones here. Yeah. Uh, White Sox, they'll be buyers. They're going to go after Trevor Story for sure. Um, mm-hmm. They, after losing Nick Madrigal for the year, Yasmani Grandal is out with an injury, as is Luis Robert and um, uh, Ilo Jimenez. They need another bet. Uh, and I think Trevor Story is the right fit for them. Um, the rest of the teams in the division, I would expect – all of them to be sellers, even Cleveland. Yeah. I, Cleveland doesn't really look like they have enough to make a playoff push. 
Um, they're sitting pretty far out of the log card right now. And there's a lot of other teams in contention who were likely to be buyers over this trade deadline. Yeah, definitely. I've heard rumors that the twins are looking to buy, but I think that is just really stupid of them. They are so far out of the playoff hunt right now. That would be pretty unintelligent. Yeah. Um, They've it's tough for them though, because they do just have, a talented roster that's just underperformed. Yeah. Um, and so it's tough when you have that kind of roster to really understand what to do. But I think so, they got us at worst case scenario. If you're not trying to get prospects for the future, you got to just switch something up. Yeah. Um, bring in fresh energy, a different, maybe get Nelson Cruz out of there. Yeah. Nelson Cruz needs to be moved. For sure. Um, they can get a lot for him. Yeah, he's he's had a pretty decent season. Yeah. He Nelson Cruz would actually be a really interesting addition to the Blue Jays, I think. Really? Yeah, I think he could be that extra oomph in that lineup as long as they get another bullpen arm. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. They, another starter. <laughs> they need they need a little bit more pitching as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, we can move on to the West, the last division in baseball. Obviously, expecting the Astros to add a bullpen arm, maybe two or three. Um, the Athletics, they're going to stand pat like they always do. Or I'm I'm sorry, they don't always stand pat. They actually often make moves at the deadline to acquire pretty you know minor guys. A few years ago, they got Jake Diekman. Mm-hmm. Um, although this year, I think they might stand pat. They might add another starting pitcher. Uh, we'll see the Mariners. They have an above 500 record, but they need to sell. They need to sell. They need, need, need to sell. They need to keep getting younger. And Kyle Seeger needs to be off the Mariners at this point. Um, I don't care if they're in the hunt for a playoff push. They need to sell. They are not ready for a world series push yet. Um, the angels, they're going to buy, but again, they should be sellers and the Rangers, they suck. <laughs> they're gonna be sellers. Uh, what, what do you so, think about this division here? I honestly, I don't agree with you about the angels. I think they should buy. Um, they have Mike Trout coming back. Mm-hmm. They have show. They have two MVP caliber players on their roster. Mm-hmm. You can't spell win more Eddie more than that yeah win now any more than that they have a win now team um i think they need to acquire a pitcher um they need to acquire four pitchers <laughs> right but you gotta start with one yeah um you need they need because obviously otani is one of their pitchers you need an actual ace who doesn't have to hit you dingers every game I mean, um, it's working though. Otan, like he is their ace right now. No, I I know, but you need a second one. You right. can't right. be a World Series contender without two aces. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. That's a fact. Yeah. Um, I think they. I think that if when's Mike Trout coming back? Um, I actually don't know, but I think it's relatively soon. Okay, then yes, I I stand pat on my decision. The Angels should very much be buyers. Okay. Um, and try and acquire another starting pitcher and make a playoff push and win now. Because the, with 
the the talent that they have with those two guys, mm-hmm. you can't be passive and keep missing playoffs. Yeah. Um, they did off. it before when they had when they had Mike Trout and um Albert Pujols. They had a window, they missed it. Yeah. You can't afford to do that with your second Mike Trout window. Yeah. To it's a good point. Um they do they do have a really good lineup. I mean, Justin Upton is having a resurgence season. David Fletcher is good as always. Um, if they really wanted to, they could call up Joe Adele. Uh, he might be able to give him a push, um, although he has been not great in the majors when he's been called up before, so we'll see. But they definitely need pitching, absolutely. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I agree, you know, the Astros need a little bit, um, in terms of they got to get a bullpen guy, but not too much there. The A's as usual, we're going to stand pat. I agree with you on the Mariners. I, I really don't think that they have the horses to compete. So, you know, maximize your profit on the guys that you have that are overperforming right now yeah. um, and build a sustainable roster. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and the Rangers suck. Yes, they do. <laughs> Could be the title of the episode. Uh, Joey Gallo will not be a Ranger anymore. Come the trade deadline. No, Joey Gallo has gone and the Rangers suck. <laughs> Can be the title of our episode. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Um, Anything else MLB-wise you want to make any playoff predictions uh, while we're here? Um, I think the Mets – I'll just go through each division. I think the Mets are going to win the division. I think the Brewers are going to win the division. And I think the Dodgers are going to end up winning the NL West. I just – I still see them as the best team. Uh, The wild cards, they're going to be the Giants and the Padres. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. In the AL, I could see the Red Sox being overtaken by the Rays, but I think the Red Sox are going to win that division. I think the White Sox are going to run away with the AL Central. I think they'll win it by at least 15 games. Um, And I think the Astros are going to hold strong at the top of that division. Um, In terms of the wild cards, I looks basic, you know, I'm actually going to make a little bit of a bold prediction here. I'm going to say the Rays are going to be one of them. And then I actually think the Blue Jays are going to make the right moves and push their themselves up to a wild card spot, uh, which means that the athletics are going to fall out of the playoffs for the first time in a long time. All right. No. I'm going to go out on a limb with mine a little bit. Right. Um, I think the Mets hold the division pretty soundly Mm -hmm. i think brewers and i agree with you on the dodgers i don't think that the giants are going to be the best team in this division all season um wild card i'm gonna go with the uh i'm agree with you there i i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty with you on the the nl um that you know all the teams are gonna hold except for the uh the west and then the two other west teams are gonna make the playoffs um, and then the AL, I think the Rays are going to take over and win that division. Okay. Um, but I think the Red Sox are going to take one of the wild card spots. 
I, I'm with you on the White Sox, and I'm with you on the Astros. Mm-hmm. I think the Angels are going to come in and take that second wild card spot, though. Wow, the Angels. Okay. I know they're a little out of it right now, but Mike Trout's coming back. I think they can, if they go and get a, a, a second pitcher behind Otani and just have a lineup of Mike Trout and Shohei Otani to carry them to the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm behind it. It's not out of the question. It's really not. Time for winners and losers of the week. All right, let's do it. Who you got? Winner of the week. It's easy money. Easy money. I'm gonna I'm gonna not bite the hand that feeds me. Look a gift horse in the mouth. Mm. Um, I'm going to take the team that won the Stanley Cup. Okay. Um, and say that the Tampa Bay Lightning are my winner of the week. Did they win it in in the week between episodes? Yes. I think it was around the, the time the NBA Finals started. I, I think so, yeah. We'll count it. Yeah, that's we'll fine. It. That's fine. <clears throat> we, did an, we did an NHL Finals preview before, um, two weeks before this episode, yeah. and our last regular episode had nothing to do with um, the NHL Stanley Cup. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Lightning. All right. They won back-to-back Stanley Cups. They not, – like, not just one, but, like <laughs> – one (laughs) um and they did it in a span of like eight months yeah it's impressive impressive. it's (laughs) It's pretty impressive impressive. um if you think about it yeah they're the winners of the week in my book honestly when we do our winners of the year segment they're up there for winners of the year all right all right who you got um so I'm going to go with two winners of the week. Um, I'm going to go with Vlad Guerrero Jr. And Ooh, Shohei Otani. Um, Vladdy, uh, <clears throat> youngest player ever to win All-Star Game MVP. Uh, hit an absolute piss missile at Coors. Um, and he said, Dad, this is for you. That was an amazing moment for him. Um Really happy to see Vladdy Jr. finally putting it all together. Um, and then Shohei Otani obviously competed in the home run derby. Didn't work out for him, um, but super impressive. And then went out the next day, started in the All-Star game on the mound and led off as a DH. Uh, that is unprecedented, something we have never seen before, something we might not ever see again in the no. history of the MLB. Um, so... For obvious reasons, he is one of my winners of the week, along with Vladdy Jr. I'm, I would just like to say that uh, I do think it's not going to be the, it, it will not be the last time that we see this happen because Otani's probably going to do it for the next like five years. If, <laughs> if years, it up, 15. We're, we're not sure yet. Also, side note, he also broke Hideki Matsui's home run record for a, yeah. was it, but for a Japanese player. Yep. In one season, yeah. in the first half. And yeah, and he's every home run. He's you know he's gonna he's gonna do a lot more of those record breaking home runs this season. Yes, you will. Um, and it's even crazier that he has not once taken batting practice. Yeah, that's nuts. Losers yeah. of the week. Who you got? Losers of the week. Hmm. That's <clears throat> tough. Um. 
Hmm. I have mine. You've yours. Okay, why don't you go first, and I'll just I'll think. So, who who you got for your loser of the week, Jules? This is easy. I'm gonna go with an entire country, a whole rock of them, as you say. I wasn't. I don't know what that. (laughs) But the whole lot, the British. Yeah. The fucking British. Yep. They're my losers of the week. You know why? They were assholes for the entire fucking Euros. Assholes. Showing up light in a goalkeeper's eyes while he was trying to save a pen. Real drunken pieces of shit. It's coming home. It's coming home. Well, you know what? It's not fucking coming home. You know why? Because you assholes decided to put a 19-year-old and two 20-year-olds on the spot in a European final. Why? I don't know. You guys had senior players who could have easily taken the penalty kicks who were in their 20s, who are, I don't know, like world-class play for your national team. But, you know, you had your kids do it. Um, and then on top of that, to abuse the kids after they missed the penalty kicks that was from a game where you had a one nothing lead for three minutes. Like, after three minutes. All you had to do was just not give up a goal. And you fuckers screwed up a corner kick and gave committed probably like three or four penalties on that corner kick um, and let Italy bungle it in and then got dominated for another 90 minutes and then had the audacity to blame it on your fucking kids for missing penalty kicks. Fuck the English, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I'm not a big soccer fan. I didn't watch the Euros. Um, I did, you know, I saw the highlights um, and I saw the backlash and that is, it's just unacceptable. I mean, just there's, there's, and like the, the other shit that they've just been doing the whole fucking, I can't stand the fucking yet. The, the, the commentary on all these channels is a bunch of Englishmen who are like, we're going to win. We're going to win. Fuck the English losers of the week. Yeah, I see that. Um, so my loser of the week, um, is going to be the Chicago Cubs. Um, we, I don't think we've had a pod since like their losing streak happened. Um, or they were right in the middle of it when the last pod was, was posted. Yeah. But I think we're starting it. Yeah. Like they, like I said before, they were in first place um, by a few games and then they collapsed. Uh, Their bullpen minus Craig Kimbrell is terrible um their starting rotation is so bad kyle hendricks has not been very good this year zach davies why would you trade cy young candidate in you darvish for zach davies when you're trying to win it makes no sense none jake arietta is don't even get me started on jake arietta um the Cubs, they lost, I think it was 12 in a row, and they are just so bad now. Like, they went from buyers expected to win the division to losing 12 in a row, automatic sellers, and their dynasty is over. Like, the lovable losers are back to losing. (laughs) Well... You can't change things sometimes. Nope. 
it's, it's sometimes uh success is only temporary. Just All it ask, takes is two weeks of sports fans. Our our one year of glory of the Caps and Nats winning it all, and then now we're back to choking in the playoffs. Woohoo! At least we're making the playoffs. Mm, it's true. <laughs> well, that was a that was a pretty rather bummy bumming ending. Um, sad, reminiscing ending. Yeah. But good pod. Done a good job. We've gone into baseball today, which I'll be honest, I do not know as much about as basketball or football so i was a little bit uh on my heels today but um you know we move yeah noah has carried us through the baseball segments yes as baseball is my favorite sport and something i follow each and every day but i will uh, good pod today we did a good job we've gotten uh, you know some content for the viewers and listeners YouTube channel coming soon. We'll talk yes. more about that. We'll keep actually you updated happens. on that. Um, we talk about a lot of things that we don't end up actually doing. I know. But you it's know okay. what? We're lazy boys, we're, but it's okay. We're college students. Expect more from seasoned professionals. Pay us more. Do we have sponsors? Can we? Do we have any sh- sponsors we can shout out to ask to pay us? Hey, sponsors, pay us. Hey, uh, whatever microphone I'm using, pay us. <laughs> <laughs> TJBQ sponsored today by Noah's microphone. Unnamed. No free. No free. No free. No free uh, ads. No free ads. No free we'll ads. Do that. <laughs> we'll do that here. Thank you for listening. We will see you all next time. Take care and have a great rest of your day. And that's our show. So, see you guys next time.